we're trying to get the word out to the community to brace themselves. We, we just hope this thing's not going to develop into a real funnel. And in a situation like this, you really don't want to take the advice from medical C minus astrophysics. What are your favorite kinds of words? We use words like honor, code, loyalty. Live from Clifford Studio in East Austin, welcome to Morty Unleashed with Joe and Jamie. Morty Unleashed, and boom goes where the helicopters and astrophysics collide. A little early on the boom there. You know what? I've got the buttons over do here. Do it again. Do it again. I'll, I'll, fine, I'll do it again. I'll, fine. There we go. Let's just go. <laughs> We're trying to get the again. word out to the community to brace themselves. We, we just hope this thing's not going to develop into I bet a real just the boom. I'm doing like the whole thing again because you said there. Really don't want to take the advice from medical. See yeah. how last See how long. What are your favorite kinds of words? What are your favorite kinds we of words? Words Jeff? like honor, wallet, loyalty. Live from Clifford Studio in East Austin. Welcome to Morty Unleashed with Joe and Jamie. And boom goes the dynamite. Morty Unleashed, where helicopters and astrophysics collide. Welcome back to Morty Unleashed with Joe and Jamie. Joe is an asshole, and Joe was gone all last week. It's true. I was camping. 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 Where were you camping at? Uh, We were in North Carolina near Asheville, west of Asheville. North Kakalaki. North Kakalaki. The whole family? Yeah. Everybody? The whole crew. Except for Morty? Morty did not get to go. Yeah, Morty was here. He was, yeah, he was here at your house. He was. He was an amazing guest. Yeah. No, he wasn't. Amazing animal. He's an amazing animal. Did, uh, so we were, we're, we're really happy to have, we have a, Interesting guest. A new special guest. Yeah, Joe. Through Joe. Yeah. Which is amazing. I didn't think people that knew you would actually talk to you. Not not many do. They don't. And and I respect that about them, not you. Yeah. Um we are uh we have a special guest, uh a UT grad, and uh we will give him his own little walk up music here. But um where did you meet him? Uh, yeah, we were just talking about that. So Chris was one of like the first people I met when I moved to Austin through a mutual friend, uh, Matt Shirley. Okay. So we were at, I think the first time I met you was at, yeah, the pool party. At... No, we're not talking to him yet. He's got walk-up music coming. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're talking about him. Oh, so yeah. he's not, he's not here yet. <laughs> not as far as we know. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, he was, uh, they were having a pool party and I crashed it and that's where I met Chris. Did it kick you out? No, they let me stay. I'm so proud of them. It's nice. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado. I'd like to welcome Chris Harrison. Howdy. How you doing? Welcome. Doing very good. You know what? Your Wikipedia page, you look nothing like it. Yeah. (laughs) I look younger, don't I? I (laughs) Yes, you do. I, I mean, I... I guess I looked a uh, little backstory. I look up people before we do podcast them, and they call that, that recon. I do. I know a little bit about recon. Yeah. Um, so I will look for Chris Harrison, and and like, wow, he's got a, he's got a Wikipedia page. He's the guy on the Bachelor, the guy that's like, oh, you have to pass out roses, gentlemen. <laughs> so is he uh, the host? Yeah, he's the host. Oh, yeah. I thought that was. Uh... I, your wife probably knows him. Yeah. yeah. It was of him, probably. Of, of him. Of me. Of you? Not Maybe. <laughs> She's met him. Which is great. It's true. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, welcome our guest, Chris Harrison. Today, he's a University of Texas grad, and he's an entrepreneur from right here in Austin, Texas, with Lieber and Company. Almost. 
It's almost. Liber. 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 Doesn't work out that way. Liber and Company. Tell us about Liber and Company. Sure, can do. Wait, first, where, where, where did you grow up? And I grew up in Bryan College Station. That's right. So, and Ag- you went to U- and you went to UT. Yeah. Have you ever been to Bryan College Station? Yes, I have. Okay. Yeah. Why would you stay? <laughs> I no. mean, game during the games, there's for sure. great games. Yeah, that's I'd stay for that day. BCS is a great place to grow up, raise yeah. a family. But if you spend the first eighteen years of your life, you're like, okay, were you uh, ready? Were you a country kid? That. Uh, Oh, yeah. yeah. I grew up about 20 miles north of Bryan okay. on a ranch. Cows, 300 acres. Nice. Everyone around me was basically a relative. Nice. And you're not, and you don't wear cowboy boots. I can't pull it off. You I had can't. a country phase for like a year when seventh to eighth grade. And I like went hard in, like listened to Chris Ledoux, had my belt buckle as my initials and like really got into it. Mullet? Did you have mullet? No mullet, no. Well, but Copen- had- Copenhagen? <laughs> I was a little young. <laughs> no, no, okay, no. Right. I grew up in country too, and that's not too young. It lasted a year, and okay. then and then I was like into heavy metal and just you trying things on for size. It didn't work though. It just didn't work. Yeah, yeah. But you got to be surrounded by that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, interesting. You guys still have the the, the ranch there? Uh, yes, my mom still lives there. Um, she's in a house that's way too big for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're actually trying to get her moved to Tampa because she needs to downsize and sort of drift into retirement a little more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, it's she, for sale if you'd like to. Take a look. Really? Uh, I'd love let's it. See, thirty-six acres. Any water? Uh, cow pond, thirty-two no. hundred square foot container ponds. Oh, yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, cow ponds. That's nice. But okay, so you decided to go to the University of Texas. Yeah, and you got your degree in biology. And Joe does not believe in biology. That's the weird part. <laughs> Is it a real science? I don't no know. one knows. No one does it involve math? Sometimes. I, Math? Anything. I just I, don't believe in it. That's fine. Nihilist. Nihilist. So, give me a little background. I read uh, read the article that you did um, with Eric, uh, what was his last name? Um, Bondhands? Oh, Ban- Eric Bandholtz. Bandholtz. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Had, uh, had, him, uh, had me on the podcast, e-commerce, practical e-commerce. Um, what did you learn? What do you need to know? What did I learn? I mean, how does this, how does it, how's a kid from... Uh, from Bryan, Texas, come to the University of Texas, get a degree in biology, and now is in library and company? The answer is haphazardly, but um, biology, I was always interested in biology. Wanted to do the academic route, so graduated, focused on molecular genetics here at UT. Okay. Uh, got a job um, at the University of Kansas in Lawrence, and basically tried tried out academia for size. Sure. Uh, Essentially grad student, but um, was basically just getting paid to be um, in the lab and wanted to see if I wanted to keep going to pursue a PhD or a master's program. Uh, about halfway through, I realized I didn't really care that much about biology, and there was a lot of people. Uh, Did you stop believing like Joe? <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's real. Like, it's not real. Nothing's real. Uh, kind of just burned out a little bit on it and realized I wasn't passionate enough to pursue it. Um, Halfway through that, we actually sort of accidentally started the company, and my my, my focus was trending away from my actual job. So, so. Was, was Adam where your, your cohorts were? Yep, you, you grew up with those guys, right? Yeah, Adam and Robert, are the twin brothers, my co co partners, co founders. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we all went to high school together. Um, they're obviously know each other very well, and we came to UT, and then we split up. I went to KU, Lawrence, Kansas. Robert went to Capitol Hill in D.C. with his girlfriend now, wife. 
and Adam did a couple victory laps at UT. Uh, he was a philosophy major, so... <laughs> I don't believe it. I do not believe in philosophy and That's economics. Uh, he'll be, he'll uh, be my, if I didn't. My undergraduate degree is in economics. I believe in economics. Okay. There's That's math right. involved. That's right. There's math involved. Um, okay, so keep us stepping towards towards. Hey, we've got a company. Yeah. Um, basically, we split up and kind of always talked about doing something entrepreneurial together. Nothing in particular was. We had bad ideas. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. It's like okay, we'll we'll open like a men's clothing store. You know. It's like, sure, what bank is going to give two, three 22-year-olds a $500,000 line of credit to open up a brick and mortar? Um, so that was a bad idea. Um, but we were always into cooking a lot. Okay. So at UT, we would uh, we were in a house together. We'd have a backyard. We'd have a garden. I, I, saw, a this on break, I saw this on Breaking Bad. It's not, not far off. Okay. And uh, so we would, we would, you know, grill. We'd make food. We'd. Then have mint in the garden, so we'd go, obviously after we were of legal drinking age, get some rum. We we make mojitos, we make like fresh cocktails, with the food and have friends over, and it was just sort of just fun foodie time, and uh, so that was always kind of in the back, and so we were paying attention. This is you know I went to we went to UT '06, graduated in '10, and that was like right when craft cocktails started kind of coming back, right? So you had craft beer, then you had craft spirits, Tito's. In the late 90s, early 2000s, awesome. It was kind of a hotbed for that. Sure. Watching these two trends. um, And then you'd go to a cocktail bar, and they'd be grabbing the Tito's, and they'd be squeezing fresh limes, and then they'd be pouring something else. And you're like, what's that? It's like, oh, this is like a ginger syrup that I make in-house. It's like, okay. So one of the key ingredients of this cocktail is something that you're making. And then you go to the Twin Liquors or Total Wine, you look on the shelf, and there's margarita mix and Bloody Mary mix and this fuchsia-colored grenadine. Right. It's like, okay, the best bars are not using this crap. Why? It's like pretty obvious. It doesn't taste very good. It's not made from real ingredients. Right. They're going to say, no, I'm going to come in two hours early or pay my prep guy to whip up a batch of fresh ginger syrup, and I'm going to use that because it makes this drink way better. It sells a lot more Tito's, and maybe maybe or maybe not, Tito's pays the bills. (laughs) Uh, So that's the light bulb moment. Okay, can we do the non-alcoholic side of cocktails in a craft way, in a way that the most stringent bar is going to look at it and be like, all right, this is pretty good. Interesting. So it's making it easier, building a better sort of mousetrap. It's trap. always a better mousetrap, isn't it? Right? Yeah. What's something that was actually new? Chat GPT. Chat GPT. So, yeah. No, Chad GPT. It's Chad. whole different. Yeah. yeah. Chat. Chat. Chat GPT is coming up. Yeah, it's the third version. He's a real asshole. So... You are, I read that you're expanding and you guys have gotten pretty big. Now, how long have you guys been in? Uh, well, you guys were like making stuff out of your apartment for a, a while, right? Well, Joe, that would be illegal. <laughs> no, you would never do that. Uh, we warehoused office out of a apartment. We actually first rented uh, a commercial kitchen out in Dripping Springs. That's right. Friend of a friend had a catering company. Mm-hmm. We would come in with our big stock pots, like <laughs> clanking pans and juicing ginger and making a mess of the place, uh, you know, whipping up a lap, like 20 gallons of syrup that we would. How did you find out how to do that though? Like I wouldn't really. So you just go to, you just ask the bartenders what they do. Like again, these bartenders, they're okay. How do you make your ginger syrup? Well, we put in order to Cisco or my produce supplier (laughs) for fresh ginger. We wash it because it's dirty. We peel it, we juice it, we filter it, throw it on the stock pot with cane sugar, simmer, you know, breaking bad sort of style. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then they bottle it. 
and it doesn't last very long because they don't really know the food science part of things. So then mm. it goes bad and they have problems again, where we come in to solve some of those problems. But yeah, we just paid attention to what the best bartenders do and do it at scale. Nice. Did uh, you guys bootstrap yourself? Did you guys get some funding? We have one outside events investor, mm-hmm. uh, actually a, a family member. Okay. Um, silent investor, but basically just gave us um, a little bit of cash just to buy some of the bigger equipment that we needed to get going. Uh, that was probably about 18 months in. Okay. So kind of got, got going. I think Robert charged the first like, li- like library order to his personal credit card, like, like $800 worth of ingredients and glass bottles, nice. like shipped it to his apartment. <laughs> And that's how we got going. Very, very, very slow, very small. But, you know, it's very similar to every entrepreneur I know is almost the same way. I mean, uh, Will Roman with uh, Cheese's Boots, mm-hmm. same thing. Um, he bootstrapped it, put, he was all in and, you know, credit cards this. So how old was when he started, Will? <sighs> like late 20s. Late 20s. Okay. Yeah. We were a little younger and probably a little dumber. But I think you kind of need that because when you're have a mortgage and kids, it's it's hard to take those sure. gambles. And oh, yeah, it. I agree. I mean, there's a time for taking risk and time for not. And uh, But he did the same thing. He was he was getting the boots made, but he was storing them in his apartment, you know, just boxes yeah. and boxes of boots. And we, then, were, we were lucky. So Joe mentioned that apartment complex. It had a essentially like a basement underneath. We would just store stuff in there. I don't think that the landlord even knew about it. <laughs> we had a lock on the door, and you'd go in. It looked like like a bunch of old chicken coops in there. But, you know, the bottles at this point were capped and sealed, so we weren't too worried about a little extra dust, but we just used that as, like, overflow storage. <laughs> well, I mean, I was reading, too. It's like, so you progressively go back, and and now you are you're moving from a 7,000-square-foot um, place to, like, a – what was it, 21,000 square foot place up by Georgetown? Yeah, unfortunately, we had to leave the uh, great city of Austin a little bit, but uh, not too bad of a commute up 35. No, not right. at all. So you guys, yeah, I remember when you guys got that, that first base, and this is like up on 183 or something? Recently. Yeah, northeast Austin, about eight miles north of downtown. Okay. Yeah, so that was that was a big deal, though. It was a big deal. We, we yeah. moved into there. We actually expanded and took over the neighboring suite. Um, we sort of got lucky that... That adjoining tenant moved out. We took over their lease, so we were able to stay there for a little longer. Uh, but eventually, we were just okay. We have to make more of this stuff to sell. So yeah. let me tell. Let me talk a little bit about. Uh, you mentioned a little bit of diversity through COVID. Mm-hmm. How did that? Did, did you, you guys say adversity or ad- diversity? Adversity. Got it. I think you said diversity. Did I say I diversity? diversity. Yeah. I'm all for diversity. So old, let's go. An adversity. old wooden ship. Hang on a second. <laughs> We're keeping that one, Jamie. We're keeping it. <laughs> no, it's some adversity going through COVID with, uh, you know, just people not going out to bars. Yeah. And how did you guys, uh, you know, how did you guys survive that? Well, at first we were very terrified because, <laughs> you know, that f- what, third week of March, everything shuts down, bars, restaurants close. At that point, 70% of our business was bars and restaurants. And so that evaporated in a few short days. Um, so that was definitely an oh shit moment. But we also have an e-commerce outlet. So we have our website. We had just got like very luckily two months prior set up with Amazon to be fulfilled by Amazon. So we'd ship them pallets and they would fill the individual orders. And the e-commerce side of things just three x Like as soon as the bars and restaurants fell off, people started ordering Start online because everybody knows. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows like, Booze is recession-proof. It's apparently, um, you know, pandemic-proof. Uh, it just changes. The medium changes. 
just really the avenue. Now, yeah. now, who was responsible for? I mean, have you gone? You went through, did a white pay, white paper, everything. I mean, was there any, was there any business knowledge behind this? Behind the whole scheme? Yeah. yeah. How did you guys oh, learn no. how to do like the book, the books, and all the financing and we stuff? We split like it up that. early. So I mean, there's yeah. three of us. Uh, I was heavy in ops and product development. Adam led sales and marketing. Robert was admin and finance, um, and he had a little bit of that already. It was pretty natural splitting of just existing talents and there was never, I mean, we all share hats still, but sure. there's, there's silos. And at this point now we have teams underneath each of those silos, mm-hmm. but it was a whole lot of just doing everything ourselves. And obviously by virtue of being small, there wasn't that much to do. You could actually take time to actually take a little, you know, Robert looked up some CPA stuff, figured out how to balance the books, mm-hmm. trial and error. Luckily there weren't that many dollars available <laughs> to balance. <laughs> you probably count it on one hand to make sure it's left and right we, side. We all living together in, a, in an apartment. I was living with Adam yeah. and his then girlfriend, Steph at the time, uh, in the apartment that Joe crashed the party of. <laughs> Robert moved back t- from DC with his wife, Kate in 2014. Uh, they got their own place, which was smart. Um, I have actually never lived with Robert, but I lived with Adam uh, in, in college as well. <laughs> also live with Matt. You did coming back full circle there. Yeah. We lived together on Tom green and 33rd in Hyde park. Tom Green and then also, sorry, oh, yeah, also 41st place. and Speedway, which is Moon Tower House. So we were able to throw a party in moon, at the Moon Tower. Oh, cool. Which is fun. So I've had you, to help move Matt, Matt move like three times now, I think, into that I'm place. Always, I'm always out of town on those days. It's <laughs> That's so amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the guy at the truck. Just, just buy <laughs> your truck, Jim. Yeah. No. In college, okay. I had a Ford Ranger and I was always the moving guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I had a truck too. Yeah. yeah. Always the moving guy. So interesting. So what what is your hindsight? What's the biggest failure that you guys had? The biggest coming? failure that we had? Um, not growing fast enough. Really? Yeah, because you're cautious and you don't want to blow it up. Um, so you, you do a lot of the stuff yourself rather than maybe like reaching a little bit more and trusting that you're going to catch up. Okay. Um, so we kind of we chipped and that's sort of rate limiting. Uh, I'm not complaining. Like we're good. Sure. We probably could have grown a little bit faster. Um, competition wise, is it out there? It's, it's out there. Um, so there's the big syrup companies, which are like the hundred year old French syrups, like Monin. And like if you go to Starbucks, that's yeah. what they're pouring. Yeah. And those are $300 million a year revenue companies. So it's not really competition. There's some smaller craft players. We've pretty well separated ourselves. I think from that pack, I think we're the you know, quote unquote biggest craft seller, probably of syrups or at least, you know, top two or three. Um, but they're out there. I think we're just, we have a really strong brand. Now, how do you, did you approach bars after, you know, like, hey, we can do this and start starting the bars, knocking them down here, right here in Austin? We didn't. Um, we we kind of grew a little more haphazardly than that. And uh, we were we were lucky enough to be on a reality TV show in 2016. A uh, billion dollar buyer oh, yeah. with Tillman Fertitta. Okay. Tillman is the sole proprietor of Landry's, which is the largest oh, privately right. owned restaurant group. So. Sawgrass Steakhouse and yeah. Morton's and Rainforest Cafe. And uh, the premise is he's a billion-dollar buyer, and he's going to pick you, this tiny little pissant company, and see if you're ready to do business with the big boy. How did that go? It went really well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got we got a you know quote-unquote TV deal out of it, which was a real deal, but it was all negotiated truly uh, on live TV, like the back and forth and the numbers right. and negotiation, which was fun. Tillman was a great sport about it, uh, you know, very fair to us. Um, and they're actually still one of our biggest customers today. 
Who was your competition in that? In there was the no competition. It wasn't. Okay. It was basically they would pick two people in an area. So in Austin, they came here. We were we were A. The B was um, a woman, Eastside Glass. She made custom, like, hand-blown glass uh, sculptures, light fixtures. Like, basically, if you'd walk into one of his casinos and you look up, like, what is this huge chandelier? It's, it's this custom glass right. thing. Uh, she did not do as well. <laughs> it's hard, to, hard to scale that one. Oh, you. She, yeah. made a, she made some faux pas. Are you guys still friends? I don't think I met her. <laughs> yeah, I think they wanted to intentionally keep us separate. Yeah. That's interesting. Collusion. No collusion. So, so by virtue of billion dollar buyer, that put us on the uh, national accounts stage, which is basically all the bigger restaurant groups, and that was gave us the ability to radiate around the country in a more of a patchwork fashion, but get more broad geographical reach rather than like concentrating in Austin and expanding out. So that was that worked out well. It worked out well. It's yeah. still a lot of work because we now sort of have to backfill a little bit, mm-hmm. but there's so much market opportunity out there where basically our biggest issue right now is not being able to keep up with demand. Yeah. Hence the bigger warehouse space, bringing new process online. Have you got, uh, have you gone international at all? A little bit. A little bit. Uh, it hasn't made sense yet. Um, funnily enough, one of our, one of our best, most interesting customers is a, a bar on the Island of Nevis in the Caribbean. (laughs) Nice. It's called sunshines. Learned that sunshine is just an old guy there with this bar and he just crushes volume. Wow. And it's all because he's a cruise ship stop. Uh, <laughs> so big carnival docks there. And yeah. they're like files under the sand. They go right to his bar and they drink this uh, cocktail called the Killer Bees. Yeah. That uses our passion fruit syrup. And so he just goes through like literally tons <laughs> and tons of passion fruit syrup. Nice. So we put it on a boat from Miami. Have you been there yet? No, I need to go. You should it go. It needs to be like a team outing. Yeah. Let's yeah, yeah. Charter, team building exercise. Boat. You should. Yeah. Maybe invite Joe and Jamie. Just I'll crash that party yeah, for sure. That's, yeah, right. that's good. That's good. Joe doesn't have any shoes, but that's kind of... It's perfect for the islands. It's fine for perfect. the islands. That's right. It's where I was born to be. Morty can come. Take over that island. Well, we... Chris, let us have some of the Lieber and Company... Liber. Liber and... Oh, gosh. Liber and Company um, uh, cocktail mix. Yeah. Tell us about what we're drinking. We're drinking old fashions right now. So um, we make... An old-fashioned cocktail syrup, which is really our, our only mixer. Everything else is like more of a straightforward syrup, like ginger, passion fruit. But this is essentially our simple syrup, our classic gum syrup, mixed up with um, the world's most famous aromatic bitters. I can't actually say the brand name. Uh, a little bit of cold-pressed orange oil, and basically meant to be like super easy, long day at work, come home, quarter ounce of... The mix, two ounces of your favorite bourbon, rye, whiskey, stir for about 10 seconds, and you're good to go. I enjoy it. It's, it's very nice. quite tasty. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. Cheers. I'm a little uh, little hesitant to drink on a podcast because I have a buddy who was just on a podcast, and he got so drunk he couldn't multiply uh, fractions. <laughs> and he's a he's a PhD. Um, yeah, I'm not really I don't want to out him, but it was actually it was uh, one quarter times one half. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't do it. Really? As he drank so much, so I'm gonna top and top, bottom and bottom. I don't really believe in PhDs like, either. I don't believe. In well, numbers. I mean, Joe's a PhD. Like, how drunk do you think he'd have to be to not be able to do that fraction? Like, just wake up in the morning. It's like normal, normal day. Yeah, oh, normal okay. day. Yeah. He's not. And it's not like a, an astrophysicist needs to have any mathematics skills. That's why we have computers. <laughs> ah, 
No, I'm drinking it with uh, my favorite drink. My my favorite drink is uh, Jim Beam Black, and it was uh, it's great. This is really good. I do. It's really good. You have the economically uh, sized bottle there. Yeah, Costco size. Costco yeah. can't. It's a bucket. It's more of a bucket <laughs> than a bottle. I love Jim Beam Black. A lot of people don't even I can know. tell. I, a lot. A lot of people don't even know that Jim Beam. They make a Jim Beam Black. I was just like, oh. but uh, I don't. I'm not a big fan of Jim Beam, but I like Jim Beam Black. I don't. I don't mind the white label, but I do agree this uh, the black label has a little more, a little more oomph. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so how did you? I'm just curious about like the process of like finding finding the new spot that you guys are moving to, and a like nightmare. I can imagine. And like, how do you how do you like get how big are like the vats you guys are cooking this stuff in? And like, yeah. how, where do you get all that stuff? And how yeah. do you find out how to do that shit? That, that's literally my job, Joe. Um, well, it's a pain. That's why I have you on here? Love it. So um, let's see the easy one: the, the equipment. Um, yeah. we've scaled from a 200 gallon mixed tank to a 1500 gallon mixed tank. It's really big. Uh, which is a lot of syrup. If you kind of think about basically in a cocktail, you're on average going to use like half an ounce of syrup. It's like 1,500 gallons. There's a 128 ounces in a gallon. Again, you're better at math. You probably already figured it out. It's a lot of syrup. Um, we're scaling to meet that demand. Um, we have those tanks custom fabricated by um, a place in Ohio. They basically say, what do you want? How do you want it? There's a huge mixing motor in there because we're throwing in, we'll be throwing in literally like 10,000 pounds of sugar. Wow. And so this thing is like a three-phase, five-horsepower motor wow. that runs the full 12-foot length. Yeah. Nine 40-inch blades on it. Uh, just mixes it up real quick. Nice. Um, so we're scaling into that. Uh, so it has to be heated too, though, right? This is all happening at, yep, at temperature? Yep. The, the tank is actually cold mix, but we have um, oh. new processes, a boiler with a flash pasteurizer. Mm-hmm. So we, we steal a lot from breweries. Um, there's no blueprint for how to make syrups at scale, but if you want to start a brewery, then you can basically just Google that, and there's a million different places. And it's that's not, good. That's it's a good bar- starting point. That's a barrier to entry right there. That's great. It is. Yeah. yeah nobody really knows how to do this, um, which is why all the syrups that you can get at you know the store are kind of garbage because they're just water and natural flavor, which is easy. But if you want to use like real sugar or real juice, you're introducing like a lot of complexity and a lot of headache and expense, mm-hmm. which is why our stuff costs more. So business friendly Texas, yes, I would say so. Yeah, okay, great. I mean, we didn't get all the incentives that Elon got, but we're here. <laughs> did uh, how's call it the Giga, Giga syrup, the Giga, Giga syrup. Yeah, yeah. Did uh, is it tough to work with the federal uh, the FDA? It's not too bad. The no? FDA um, offloads a lot of stuff to the state. I mean, the FDA is not, they're not going to send a government agent out. They, sure. they basically work through um, state agency, Texas Department of Health, or even Travis County Health Services. Our product is really easy, and they like us because we're not handling raw chicken. Sure. Or, like, things that are sitting out on a tray. Or right. A bunch of melons that are going to spoil in a matter of hours. This ginger's gone bad. Yeah. We have uh, a pasteurization, which is super straightforward. It's time and temperature. A certain amount of temperature, hold it a certain number of seconds, um, you're good. We also do use uh, a preservative, which is because our product's not single use. Beer, okay, you're gonna drink the beer. This, obviously, you're not gonna finish it once sitting, <laughs> probably. So people make a drink. They'll leave it out in the bar. They'll go ha- hang out with their friends. Sure. And two hours go by. You know, some yeast, some mold's gonna fly in there. You gotta protect against like secondary fermentation. So gotcha, gotcha. That's easy. Um, finding the place was a nightmare. It's just like. You know, residential real estate in Austin, vacancy super low, prices to the roof. Same thing, commercial side. Really, all the old, all the buildings in, you know, city center are older. 
but people don't want to commute, so they're commanding a higher price. We went around and around trying to stay within the city limits. Couldn't do it. A uh, couple fell through. You know, even looked in Hutto. That one fell through. It took 12 months from me starting to pursue it with a broker to actually getting a lease signed. Wow. 12, 12 months. And then that was a new construction, so we had an additional 12 months, almost 10 months of construction because it was a greenfield site, brand-new building. We had to build it out. And you walk into these new buildings, it's a 60,000-foot building, 30-foot ceilings. There's You walk in, there's not even a light switch. Yeah. There are no lights. There's no toilet. There's nothing. Nothing. It's just you, like the shell of a building with, with a giant power supply. Yeah, which is great in a lot of ways because it's like, okay. It's a blank slate. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, and then you realize how crazy expensive construction is. <laughs> <laughs> and everything that you thought was going to take six months took so, nine. Everything you thought was going to be yeah. $100,000 was. Did Georgetown have any uh, benefit or, or give you guys any breaks just for coming up there? No. No. No, we're we're working with them. Sure, I think we're gonna maybe do like a ribbon cutting. Okay, there may be some back scratching. Uh, we're jump. happy to be there. They've been they've been easy. The city, um, Williamson County, good. Williamson County's been okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, but nothing, nothing very exciting to write home about in terms of rewards. Rewards. Yeah. Uh, what kind of how many people do we employ now? We're up to twelve. Okay, soon to be thirteen. Nice. Soon to be thirteen. Yeah. You're gonna hire Joe. Joe's is probably a little <laughs> overqualified. No, 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 no. Oh, you're right. Okay, sorry. Have you seen his LinkedIn profile? No, 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 no. I only heard that it's maybe offensive. It is. Joe Myring. Did I clap right? Yeah, you did clap right. That's going to stay in. Cool. Yeah, very offensive. Look up Joe Myring. It's got some, what do they call it? Ethnic? Ethnic. Cultural appropriation. Appropriation. Cultural appropriation. Yeah, but it also says I like dogs. I do like dogs. Who doesn't like dogs? Yeah. Yeah, if you don't like dogs, then. So, what is your favorite drink? <laughs> My favorite cocktail. Yeah. Like Desert Island. What is, and that is composed of? Sorry, I was thinking the Desert Island cocktail, as in like the I Desert Island album. Or oh, book. oh, okay. Um, although, great name, Desert Island. Um, yeah. Honestly, let's stay in the same vein. Uh, I really like a good Mai Tai. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people have had very bad Mai Tais at, you know, resorts. Cruise ships. Sure. Yeah. A good Mai Tai um, is very hard to beat, I think. Do you guys have a Mai Tai? We don't have a mix, but the okay. essential syrup in a Mai Tai is an almond sh- syrup. It's called Orjat. Orjat. Spelled O-R-G-E-A-T. It's derived from Orzata, which is Italian. Mm. It's an almond syrup. Literally think of like roasted almonds, okay. um, cane sugar, a little bit of orange blossom water. It's a beautiful syrup. Yeah. Um, that with... Triple sec, you know, Cointreau, same thing you'd use in a margarita. Mm-hmm. Fresh lime juice and rum. It's like those four ingredients. It's a really good, okay. really good cocktail. Okay. So you're an, you're an East Sider still, though? Yes. Down here? I am. And how's the, how is the commute to Georgetown? Not bad. It's uh, 30 miles. Yeah. In the morning, it's 28 to 32 minutes. That's like, not bad. It's not bad. No. Coming back is a little hairier. It's, you know, sometimes there is a trailer jackknifed in Round Rock. Daily. <laughs> only once so far in three and a half months, but it does happen. It's usually about 45 miles back. Or sorry, it, 45 minutes. Or have you guys ever thought about moving up there? You guys are staying? Um, thought about it. I think we're all pretty well settled here. Like Adam, though, lives in Wells Branch okay. about halfway. Sure. Um, Robert and Kate just moved to the east side. He's in the Delwood okay. neighborhood, which is just south of Mueller. It's like tucked in there against 35 and airport. Delwood. Delwood, just north of Cherrywood. 
Oh, it's north of Cherrywood. Yes, north of Airport. North of Airport. It's like a little slice, a little piece of pizza. Okay. Slice of heaven. Yeah. Slice and of heaven. then, um, you know, we have some folks in Hutto. We have some folks um, downtown that are trying to move north of the river, yeah. obviously. Um, I don't know. I, I bought a house in 2017 in East Austin. I'm pretty comfy there. But who knows? Who knows? Georgetown. But you're in East Austin. Why I love East, move? I, I don't. I love East Austin. What's uh, the best part? Uh, the close. I love the fact that you have, uh, I, I live in a single family home and a piece of property and I don't feel like I live in the city. Yeah. And I can be in the city like that. And that, and I can be out of the city like that. People complain about traffic. I never run into traffic ever. When do you travel? Every day. But like time of day? Anytime. Okay. Like, I mean, I just take service routes, go downtown, I work out downtown, and I'll go any time of the day. And that's the benefit of living city center yeah. is you're obviously, you're usually reverse commuting. Like we, when we're going up in the morning, it's like right. all this traffic coming sure. south on 35. It's like, oh, that sucks. That's like funny is like uh, my buddy from Dell, they're having a big uproar now because they were, they were, you know, working from home. And now um, Daddy Dell said, hey, listen, you're going to have to start coming back in two to three times a, a, a week. And they have lost their mind. They're like, oh, and people are quitting. People are saying, no, we can't make me come. <laughs> That's going like, to be tough. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a it's whole tough. different. It's we whole were an uh, essential company as a food manufacturer during COVID, so we never shut down. We never worked from home. Uh, in fact, we have more people working from home now than ever. Yeah, and that, that's more by virtue of their type of job. They're like in video editing and sure. have it set up at home. But we we just like pushed through with COVID. I mean, we masked up. Um but never stop making product. Nice. Yeah, how do you guys do like your your marketing and things like that? Or how did you <clears throat> how did you learn how to do that part of the business as well? I didn't learn that. I'm in operations. Uh, Adam nice. would be better for that. Um, yeah. A lot of it is is networking. Like the the cocktail community is is fairly small. Like if you a lot of people don't know this. If you go to Olive Garden and you look at that cocktail menu, and you see those drinks and those brands, um, Olive Garden did not make those drinks the companies that are branded on the menu made them for olive garden ah. and it is not um overtly at least a pay for a pay to play thing but these companies employ uh mixologists to come up with these cocktails and they pitch them back to olive garden Our olive garden will send out an rfp mm-hmm. and uh, tito's will get that rfp and smirnoff will get that rfp and we'll get that rfp we put together cocktails that we think is going to work for the Olive Garden because we know the Olive Garden customer, <laughs> what they're Brent's, eating there. Breadsticks, love those salad, breadsticks. let's go. Exactly. Like, what would be great Let's go. Spaghetti. spaghetti. And then we create cocktails and we send it back to them and, you know, do a little dance, pray a little bit, and, they, and we hope that they pick our cocktail because that means that they're going to pick our product. Uh, but that is how those drinks are developed. And so working with those mixologists, knowing the beverage directors and the buyers at the Olive Garden, to, con- to continue the example, mm-hmm. is really how we get the volume and the movement that we need. That's the that's the restaurant bar side. E-commerce side, Instagram side, TikTok, that's what everybody else does. Yeah. Pay attention to trends. Social influencers. Be flashy. Sure. Yeah, send out product, free yeah. product. We're very liberal with samples. Um, Can Morty be a social influencer for Liber? I think so. <laughs> why, why, why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't yeah. he? Yeah, he's amazing. Magnificent. Beast. Still haven't seen Morty. Morty, Morty's not a lot. He, Morty's got a bad habit of just trying to hump everything. 
Okay. Literally and, everything. And escaping. He and likes escaping. to escape. He does. But he just comes down here. Yeah, he just he runs, he runs directly down the street to your house yeah. whenever he escapes. That's pretty great. Yeah. yeah. It's like, hey, where he wants to come in. Fine. Yeah. Uh it's like it's it's very interesting to me how you guys how because starting a business, where did you find did you guys have any do you guys have anybody that knew the business to the point to where, how do I go out to sell this? No. We no. Didn't. We was a lot of fumbling around. In fact, okay. our first big sale, we didn't even make. Someone made it on our behalf. <laughs> uh, we did a tasting at Easton Wines, uh, which is right up here in Rosewood. It's no longer there. Now it's a restaurant. That I think was just oh, that, like Rosewood. Victorian place? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a great wine shop. That was um, a cool place. Yeah. Knew, the, knew the guy there, Sam. Uh, and he had us in for a tasting. Uh, and we're like, we have one product. We're gonna do like a gin and tonic tasting. We had a tonic at a wine or at a wine shop, which made no sense. But Sam was just like, "Yeah, come in, knock <laughs> yourself out." Yeah. Um, and so we were there, and a wine buyer came in to talk to Sam about business. Saw us, came over, and just like shook our hand. Didn't think of anything of it. Two or three weeks go by, and he's like, "Hey, I had a meeting with HEB. We're selling in some wine." And he they mentioned offhand they were looking to bring in a um, Texas mixers company. Really? Wow. And so he like basically just threw our name up the flagpole and, uh, you know, goes around and around. We get reached out to HEB wants to bring our products in. That's amazing. And this is like, we're still in three different places. Yeah. Actually, I maybe just moved back. I don't even remember. Yeah. It was so early and we were like, okay, like th thanks to this guy whose name I forget. Uh, now we have a real buyer. This is like a real thing now. Kind of need to make a decision about whether or not we're going to go for this. Uh, Cause they were talking about like 150 stores. Yeah, wow. that's a lot of product. Yeah, um, so you guys must yes. have been freaking out. Like, can bit. we make this? Yeah, can no, we make it? I, I remember this? Adam and yeah. I pulled an eighteen-hour day. Wow, straight through in the kitchen, like <laughs> filling 18 up hours, filling up their bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just sanitary. I don't know. <laughs> cleaned it before. I cleaned it once. It was brutal. We got in uh, after the the shift for this catering company, and I think we started at like seven p.m. Like oh, they God. they cleaned up maybe six p.m. And, you know, the night rolls around at 6 a.m. We're, like, looking at each other, like, what the hell's going on? Like, we're getting delirious. The same chef that left comes back in, like, you guys still here? <laughs> like, yeah, man. You hit me we're just getting spoon. warmed up. Yeah. And then so another six hours go by. We, we walk out with a good amount of product, but it was, uh, you know, bloody knuckles and blood, sweat and, blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> That's quite crazy. Literally. It's kind of crazy, though. Like, you never know what's going to happen if you put yourself out there, like, with this this mm -hmm. one, you know, oh, yeah. gin and tonic tasting at a wine bar. Like, that it's led to, networking. you know, led to the next greatest thing. Yeah, it's been a lot of word of mouth like that. Um, you'd like to say that we have a great product and it sells itself. It doesn't. It, you, you need people to try it. Mm -hmm. uh, so you need to go out and do tastings. Um, yeah. You know, that's why we have a liberal samples policy. You know, some tiki bar in Sheboygan calls us up and say, hey, I heard about your... Or Jad, I want to make a Mai Tai. It's like, all right, give me your address. I'm going to mail you one. It'll be there in two days. Like, try it <laughs> this, out. This one's free. First hit's free. This plastic bag shows up. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. That's it. Enjoy yourself. Did uh, what's, what's on the board for the future? What are we looking at? I mean, expansion. Expansion. Yeah, we are a small company that does not want to stay small. Okay. Um, we have, what do we have? 16 products now. 13, almost 13 employees. Yep. By the end of summer... Let's say let's say mid fall we'll have three new products. So we've been in a lull because we've been like bumping up against capacity. Like we literally had no more floor space to put a pallet. Couldn't make a new product if we wanted to. Now we have way more space. 
So I'm working out, we're ironing out our processes, but the first thing we're going to do is launch a bunch more products. And then we're actually going to expand um, into the alcohol game. So to this point, we've been non-alcoholic syrups, just mixers. Um, we're going to get into bitters and liqueurs soon. Wow. Um, so we're going to be bringing in alcohol. We're not going to distill. Like, I don't actually think I can make a better bourbon than Jim Beam. Um, but we're going to get into essentially blending and making bitters and liqueurs. Um, so that'll be fun. That's, that's, a, but that's, that's a whole different. Yeah. Yeah. Whole different regulatory and tax yeah. nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But Taxes it'll, be, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Is it. it easier not to go across state lines? Just stay within state lines. We'll start there for sure. Yeah. We have a good Texas distributor, uh, Benny Keith, um, who's mostly a beer house, but they have started a spirits program, and they're very eager to learn that space. Um, they're a great partner of ours, so we'll we'll spearhead with them here in Texas. But yeah, eventually it'll be state by state, which is a harder game. Right now, we can just ship. We can just drop syrups and sure. mail. I heard this guy named Smokey, Smokey and the Bandit. Okay, he will take stuff across state lines. Reaching deep for that one. Yeah. It's okay. I think I may be too young. I don't know. Oh, you never seen Smokey and the Bandit? I don't know. Jesus Christ. No, you haven't. This interview is over. <laughs> <It's fun>. nice, <laughs> nice talking to you guys. <laughs> and we're out. Drop it. No, that's amazing. So, okay, let's get back to what I want to talk about. You're in University of Texas. Sure. You're not a football fan. Uh, I went to some games. Yeah. No, I mean, we came in, we, we won with Vince in 20, sure. 2005. That was how we came in. And then we... Went out losing with Colt McCoy in 2010. So we were there for like the good years. The good years. Yeah. yeah it was fun. It was uh, fun. But you are a basketball fan. Love basketball. College and NBA or just NBA? I will generally only watch the NBA. It's very hard to justify like watching that much sports. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> okay. It's really not. Who's your team in the NBA? I don't have a team. Really? I don't care about teams or even really players. I just want a good game. You play. You don't even care about players. Some players are more exciting than others. You don't play fantasy basketball. I've never. I can't. Okay. You would have to pay me to play fantasy sports. How much? What would your point be for the whole season of yeah. NBA? I'd do it for a grand. One thousand dollars cash, mm. non taxable. Sure, under the table. We're gonna start a fund me site. I'll, I'll pay taxes on that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll count that as yeah. revenue. So, I mean, how do you get enjoyment? Just want to watch a good game. Well, yeah, I just I like the I like the game itself. When I watch basketball, I don't even have the sound on. Like, I do not want to hear like anything t- what the announcers are saying. He's like our friend Tom Brown. Tom Brown. Tom Brown, who is same thing mm. with hockey. Hockey. Yeah. Loves so hockey. yeah, and he doesn't. The he's the same way. He does not care of the team. He does not care of the player. Same. He just wants to watch good hockey. Tom sounds like a great. Great man. Tom is maybe a mass murderer. We're not quite sure. He might yeah. be homeless as yeah, well. We know what's there's no. He did not. N- what's that? If the NBA had like a uh, an audio stream that was like the courtside, like squeaking sneakers and like the players shit talking, and I could just <laughs> listen to the sound of the game, and the like swoosh, maybe the crowd, like someone heckling, like yeah. heckling sneakers, dribbling, shit talking. That's the audio feed I want out of the NBA. Did you play basketball? I play recreationally. Yeah. I once again this year went undrafted. I don't know why, but <laughs> next year. There's always next year. There's, There's always, always next, year. next year. The NBA needs another, you know, six to thirty five year old guy. That's funny. <laughs> did you did you see that one kid that went in the NBA draft that he's some white kid from I don't know what college, some like five foot six. Five six. And, yeah, and didn't play didn't never played basketball a day of his life. But he registered and figured out how to get his name into that is actually on the draft. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh 
He did not get drafted. What? <laughs> no, but he, he did make, always next year. Yeah, but, always next but year. he did make it on like multiple uh, national TV shows because he did that. So, nice. What's yeah. this guy's story? I don't know. I don't know. I just glancingly saw that I hate basketball. Mm. I just do. You do. I'm not a big. Uh, I like football. I don't like anything else. But you can't play football, right? Like, oh, like, you can play football anytime you want. You could just go out and get a game. Yeah, I just I have 22 of my closest friends. We all have. Um, we all have our football helmets, cleats, everything. Full full pads. Full pads. Texas we can tackle. We can go. We're, we're right next to the University of Texas, right over there. So we just go out there and play. No, we was don't. Yeah, no, because no, I was going to ask when the last time the squad got together. <laughs> <laughs> right next to never. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's... Uh, but I, I play basketball. Are you good? Um, I mean, no. No? I mean, no. Again, I went undrafted. <laughs> but I'm okay. I can, I can play. You're not into pickleball? That's the fastest growing sport in America. It's it true. It really it's is. True. Never played it. Me either. So hot right now. Morty's a god at pickleball. He'd be so good. Yeah, I watch it. Just yeah. take the ball every single time and yeah. bury it poorly. Just bury it. He's got, he's, he's got quick feet, you know. He's got quick feet. Morty comes over to my house, and this first thing he does every week is he'll run, blast in, and just run around the house and look for CJ's toys. He will individually grab each one of those toys, run outside, bury it, come back in, get the next toy, bury it, come back in to get someone. Barely bury it. Yeah. Just barely. Like, put a leaf over it. One leaf. Yeah, and he wants a- to make sure that CJ has no joy in her life. He's trolling. Yeah. He's just an asshole. I had a dog that would jump our fence, six-foot fence, and jump up, go over there, grab the other dog's toy, take a shit, <laughs> jump back over <laughs> with the toy. <laughs> That's a good dog. Yeah, that's, that's a, a good, good dog. dog. Yeah, I miss her. And just think about that. He thought that through. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was premeditated. <laughs> I'm going to take a shit. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah. It's going to happen. Um, so what do you do for fun? I play basketball. That's it. No. I, you know, I do normal stuff. I go out, drink, eat. I got a girlfriend. We go do fun things. Okay. Couple things. Yeah. You know. Wine tasting, Fredericksburg, stuff like that. Uh, we have done Fredericksburg, but not the wine tasting. Okay. Um, She's new to Austin, so it's Where's like a lot from? of introductory stuff. She's from New Jersey. Okay. Jersey. Jersey. But, um, what exit is she so from? So like Kim and Joe, I mm. took her from L.A. From oh, she's a, she's a West Coaster. Um, recently. She's been, she was there for like, um, what, seven months or eight months. Okay. Last summer. Nice. I rescued her. You got her. Got her out of there. Out of the homeless camps. That's nice. That's where I date girls, too. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> where, like, what was she doing in L.A.? What's... Uh, she was working... Well, she's starting a podcast, nice. which is ironic, given what we're got to get her on here. Yeah, yeah, please do. Oh, um, yeah, she was in L- uh, she was in L.A. for nine months. Before that, she was in New York for ten years. Jersey accent? No, although all of her really? family has one, which is really? great. Interesting. Yeah, oh, you've been back and met family. I've met everyone except the dad. Yeah, which is like, hmm. is he avoiding me? I think probably. So. Yes. I mean, I would. <laughs> I don't know, entrepreneur <laughs> doing well. That's true. I yeah. would, I'd bring him in in a heartbeat. Come on in, come on in. <laughs> Meeting him at a wedding in uh, about three weeks. Yeah, back in, in, in uh, East Coast. Yeah, Princeton. Princeton. Nice. Oh, beautiful. Her cousin. Never been. Really? To Princeton, been yeah. to Jersey. Beautiful. Newark. I heard they have beautiful. a college there. Newark. Newark is beautiful. Too. Oh, I've been in Newark. No, it's not. Oh, it's not. No. I was based in Newark, New Jersey, for. Uh, Ew. Yeah. For what did you do to get based in fucking Newark? I was flying for Continental Airlines. Oh. And they they must have base. hated you. For good reason. Yeah, everybody hates me. Why is that airport so bad? I have no idea. 
There's no logistical landed, answer there. I just landed and took off from there. I, just, I didn't really care. Yeah. No, it's I don't I don't know. I mean, you got JFK, LaGuardia, and uh, and you got Newark, and they're all boom right there. So, and Teterboro is right next to it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't like it. Wasn't fun. Jamie as a pilot? Do you ever get sick of the dads? Like after you'd landed, they'd, they'd be walking off the plane, and they'd make some snide comment about like how rough the landing was. Like, oh, what are you guys drinking up there, or whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, sometimes they had the right to do that, but <laughs> <laughs> we did. Did we land or we were shot down? Uh, okay, yeah. I in fact, uh, I had one landing with. Uh, and I wasn't, I was the captain, the first officer's landing. It's relatively new first captain, first officer. And uh, he, and I, 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 you know, I, I see it happening. I can see it happening, but I don't have time to make the correction. I mean, we're not going to crash. It's just that I knew it was going to be a hard landing. Coming in like, hot. And I'm, no, he cut the power too high. Uh, and then soft. the, yeah, and the spool, the spool up for the, for a jet engines, it, it doesn't just, just go, mm-hmm. you know, from push up and then. He got into where he knew it was going to be, and he jammed it forward, and we, bam, and to the point where um, I didn't talk to him until we got into the gate, and we stopped, and I go, and I was just joking. You know, the door, usually you can tell if you have a bad landing is that they'll you'll leave the cockpit door yeah, shut. you don't want any of these <laughs> comments. Don't shut the, so, like, as soon as, we, as soon as we taxied, I reached over and unlocked the door and pushed it, mm. and I go, you need to go back there and say you're sorry. <laughs> and, and like, he looked at me. I go, yes, you do. And he it. got up and did it. He did it? Yeah, he went over there and said, yeah, I'm sorry. And like, when people are getting off. You know, first landing, people, one by one, individually. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm sorry, no. sir. Half the, half the plane's already left because, you know, by the time we, sh- we shut it down and hook up the ground power and stuff, yeah. the door goes up. Now you got to go back there and tell him you're sorry. Mm-hmm. Really? I go, yeah, really. <laughs> Yeah, so if the plane bounces when you land, that's not good. Yeah. Eh, if you're counting landings, that's a multiple, like like five or six landings. That's good. No, no. It's, uh, you know, some days, sometimes you're the windshield, sometimes you're the bug. I mean, sure. sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you get really low minimums and you get in there and you slam it on the ground. I'm happy. Because <laughs> guess what? I'm going to a hotel in about 30 minutes from plane now. is down. It yeah. might be mildly damaged, that's but fine. we're fine. Okay, my last landing. Every landing's a good landing as long as you walk away from it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Newark is uh, should be fit, r- pretty much pushed off the face here. <laughs> Newark Liberty Airport. Newark. Can't miss that. Um, do you, uh, are you interested in flying at all or no? I am interested in flying, Early. actually. Um, you know, no immediate plans, but it would be fun to... So, the interesting thing about our new space in Georgetown, we are on Airport Road. We are right across the street from the municipal airport. Oh, right, oh, right. So, nice. every, uh, like, pulling in every day, helicopters, little, little Cessnas, yeah. everything coming in. That's pretty fun. Yeah. You should get a helicopter. You can just helicopter up there. Yeah. Where am I going to land in my house? Park it here. What is it? Jamie's house. Is no, there a pad most. out back or on the roof or... There's a, there's a pad, but it's only one landing. After you land, you'll never take back. <laughs> there's a creek. There's always a pad. Yeah, I, can, well, uh, I could get a gyrocopter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It actually probably is slower than driving. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, true. You get a good headwind in gyrocopter. You're basically hovering. It's <laughs> like, damn. No, yeah. I, I, that's what I don't miss flying for the airlines. I miss flying for the military, for the helicopters in the military. Do but you have a, do you fly anything though? 
uh-uh, I'm falling down. Nothing. Why not get a little little prop, a little four-seater, park it up at Georgetown? Well, because everything I flew, I flew is with a jet or turbine engine. Okay, you'd be and bored. I would, it would drive me nuts. It would drive me nuts. I've been in, like, I've got a CFI, double IMEI, all my instructor ratings for, and I you know, qualified in helicopters and fixed wings jets. But I remember being in a Cessna. And I never want to be in a little Cessna ever again. I have so many friends that have small little airplanes. They're like, hey, come fly with me. Let's go. And I'm like, no. If, I mean, if you if you got a PJ, you know, small jet, you know, with an APU, air conditioning, and uh, two jet engines, yeah, I'll come fly with you. It'll what do you fun. think of the new little startups like uh, Acon, A- A5, and stuff like that? Are those also boring you? Yeah. Okay. Kind of. What are yeah. these? What is this? I mean, they're like little, they're like modular, the wings fold up, and you can put it in a garage. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, what is it, 400 miles of range maybe? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm so used to, first of all, I'm used to someone else paying for me. Okay, paying, that's fair. Paying for me to fly them, mm-hmm. and uh, the fact that I never want to own a boat or an aircraft because they cost you money sitting there. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to get, uh, you know, the fuel costs money, hangar, hangar costs costs money, the insurance costs money, the, you know, the, you have to have an annual done on these aircraft every year by a certified mechanic. You've got, there's so much involved and most of the time it's just sitting out at an airport mm-hmm. and uh, it's just, that's like a, a boat that nobody uses. You're just like, yeah. okay. What's the, what's like the Uber version of that? I mean, like sort of the airplane pool where you share. Oh, they're fra- fractional ownership. Yeah. Is yeah. that a thing? Uh, yeah, people do that. Some people do that. Um, and it's always a pissing match. Um, like, oh, you put too many hours on it. It's like a timeshare. Yeah, it's a timeshare. Uh, but, you know, when I started getting flight time, I flew helicopters first because I was in the, I flew for the Army first. And then while I was in the Army, I started flying fixed wing. And uh, actually, I flew fixed wing first in the college, just up to my private pilot's license. And then I went and flew helicopters. And then I, while I was in there, I started getting all my fixing ratings. And that was fun. We had a whole bunch of guys that were trying to do the same thing. And we were, you know, splitting time on this aircraft, that aircraft, getting our, our uh, fixing licenses, and then going on to the airlines. And um, that was that was fun at the time. But then again, I was in my 20s. And, you know, 110 degrees outside, and it's 105 degrees inside the aircraft. Or probably just reverse that. Um, yeah, it was a little Cessnas. They... They, people, I, I always hated guys. I went to the, when I started flying for the airlines at the, I started flying at the regionals and, um, uh, and you'd fly with this new kid that was just, I never loved flying. It was, it was a job, mm-hmm. um, to me. And, but you'd get these kids that would come in, they'd be in your right seat and they're getting paid nothing, you know, at the regionals and, and they just love flying. They have a uniform. They're on a jet aircraft. You know, they're super excited. This is very exciting, and I hated every minute of it. <laughs> I just want to get you're a curmudgeon. Point, yeah. Point way, point from point A to point B, and just like get into a bigger aircraft. So yeah. yeah. All right. Well, then I'll just abandon my dreams of flying. That's good. I'm a <laughs> dream killer. I'm an inventor. I'm. I'm. You know, I'm not going to make uh, mixology. Is not going to be in my forte either. I can't. Well, I'm do leaving this. this bottle with you. Thank so you, you very much. This you is at least it. have that motivation. That'd be, it's very motivational. Like very. It is delicious. You. It is delicious. Cheers, um, really yeah. So, where would someone look up and see? Do you have a website? Yeah. Do you have a? Uh, you do. What would give us some information? And yeah. So the best best source of information is our website, liberandcompany.com. L i b e r. 
That's correct. Uh, Liber was the Roman god of drinking and having a good time. Yeah. We just Libation. stole his uh, whole thunder. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we sell on Amazon. Um, you can get us Prime. Jeff Bezos will deliver it to your door. And then you can find us on shelves. Twin Liquors, Total Wine, wherever H-E-B. good cocktail ingredients are sold. No longer H-E-B. No longer No longer H-E-B. Central Market? Yes, H-E-B. Central Market. Okay. Interesting. Turns out when you go just buy most, like your normal groceries... That crowd doesn't really yeah. tend to pick up a bottle of ginger syrup along the way. I can see that. So, did you start uh, local bars? They use it. Yeah, they like uh, Little Woodrows. I don't know about Little Little Woodrows. Um, some of the craft bars downtown. Okay, uh, Drinkwell on North Loop, Whistlers. They'll sometimes have it in there. They rotate menus. It's like kind of like a, you know, a restaurant. You know, they'll have their spring menu, so they'll put they'll want like a you know passion fruit cocktail, and they'll gotcha. have that on menu for. Four or six weeks. And Something that'll rotate. Um, so it's actually very difficult to try. I don't know where we are. Because <laughs> <laughs> we rotate and, you know, so I'll tell somebody like, oh, go try this cocktail on the menu. Look at them like, oh, they don't have that cocktail anymore. Like, Chris oh, just made made the invitation for our next party at uh, at the Clippers Studios. Yeah. We're going to call Chris. We're going to Chris, we'd love to have you come. <laughs> can you bring some samples? We can definitely. Just right. bring some samples. I'm not a professional bartender. No, no, no. no. None of us have been, but... We we can we can pour. You drink. did well. I mean, I was. This, this was, was great. This was a great drink. Well, was, you guys have like a little. Uh, you guys have a bar at the at the business, right? We have like a, a, like a full on serious bar. Serious now. bar, right? Yeah, it's nice. like a professional bar, and that's because sometimes we will bring right. people in. We'll bring in the Landry's crew mm-hmm. and do a tasting. Yeah, um, or um, a representative from Bacardi will want to develop drinks mm-hmm. again, maybe for Olive Garden, and we'll say, "Hey, our door's open. Come on in. Use our bar. We've got great." Ice, got juice, got all the booze you need, and they can make up drinks. They can test it, tweak recipes. They can photograph it there if they want. They can basically put a pitch together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it saves them a lot of work. Nice. So now, are you always testing that or are people coming to you and requesting something? We It's mostly just like an open invitation to, to friends. It's not something we've really developed. Okay. Uh, we mostly use it for our own drink development. We're creating these proposals. Right. That's what, uh, and then also we use it for content creation. So we're filming our... TikTok, our Instagram stuff sure. in that bar. It looks good. looks very professional. And it's also just a really great resource. I mean, sure. kind of like Can you, you need a cockpit to, like, operate, and you want everything within arm's reach. They're, like, literally cocktail stations that are meant to be, like, ergonomic and uh, easy to use. So we have one of those. Nice. Can you sell booze out of there just like a, like a brewery does? We could if we got license. licensing and all, all that rigmarole. We haven't done it. We've yeah. always talked about it. Our space is not like, I mean, a brewery, like you want it to be cool. It yeah. Look good on Instagram. We're like, how do we do this cheaply? <laughs> <laughs> we already spent so much money on the build out. I don't want to go pay yeah. like 10 grand for some cool neon signs. <laughs> <laughs> At least not yet. Yeah. That's funny. So if any neon signs manufacturers out there want to want to help out. No, you guys, they sponsor a tailgate for uh, University of Texas down That's there. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. I'm an idea guy. We need those. And they're free. Just you just call me. They're not always good, but I I they're will not. give. T- they're not. They're not. They're probably pretty much bad. But quantity over quality, huh? No, neither. <laughs> I don't have quality, and I do not have quantity. So yeah, but it's free. So you're getting your money's worth. Exactly. Um, no, if yeah, think about. Uh, have you stayed in touch with or talked with any of these? I can't believe anybody. I know so many entrepreneurs that came from the University of Texas, um, and you guys are entrepreneurs. And have you talked with any of these people? Or not too many. I don't. I don't really know a lot from UT that came that are in the CPG 
space. Uh, well, I mean, I guess Will, I don't know Will. Yeah, I, Will. I, we, we, we need to. Introduce. I think we're on like the same e-commerce forum. It's like a private e-commerce okay. forum. Um, I could probably do a better job of that. Just like kind of I would, cultivating the network locally. Yeah, but. if you ever wanted to um, go to McCombs, and I'm sure they have a list of, you know, who to reach out to. We did a, uh, um, it was a vetted executive MBA for um, at McCombs for uh, special operations and SEALs. SF and special operation helicopter pilots and stuff. We all went there and we were amazed at how many entrepreneurs actually came from the university of Texas. Um, a lot of them from McCombs, um, some of them from, uh, like, um, you know, I just mentioned, you know, Will Roman, Rev gum, uh, you know, Yeti. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the offshoots of all those, uh, they had, I can't remember desert door, uh, uh, yeah, tequila. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys are both. They're you know, one of them was part of military, and 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 they were they're very nice to come in and talk to us. Very cool. But Desert Door, I'm a big fan of that company. And their their product, uh, yeah, it's great. They use our stuff at their tasting room. That's great. Nice. And that and that's nice. the thing that like there's there's a little there's a little click that that you guys you know I think you can learn. I don't care what you're pushing, selling, or whatever. You guys all run to to different. Um, problems it's it's gonna say we probably have the same type yeah. of problems and it's and it's true and it's you know it could be a million different things but you've seen seen people that have actually overcome it and how they went about it and maybe there's some knowledge to be gained from each other mm-hmm. and uh i don't think it would be I, I think will would love to meet you guys and you know all those guys you know whoever they are yeti we should sponsor their next get together and make some drinks for them jesus has a lot of uh get together we do there. have huge get togethers okay yeah. Yeah. um oh, wait we are you part of the company they are sponsor. They are our only sponsor. Okay. In fact, while you're talking about that, Cheezo's boots, best damn cowboy boots in Texas and everywhere else. Cheezo's boots, damn comfortable cowboy boots. Ladies and gentlemen, our sponsor, Cheezo's boots, thirty-five zero seven South First Street here in Austin, Texas. Chief the chief Texan is Will Roman. Go down and say hi. And uh, maybe have some libations that uh, we can move these guys together. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Fun. yeah. He always has little get-togethers, but he also has two big parties uh, a year. And uh, he just had another one, and I believe it's in November is their next big one. But I, I definitely want to get you guys together, and I, I will. I'll move, I'll get you information and swap. You guys should be. Oh, yeah. and we're pod. we're literally a mixer, man. We go with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. All right, well, we're going to wrap it up. We're going to thank you, Chris. Thank right. you for coming in, yeah. and thank you for these delicious libations. Yeah, they were amazing. Happy to make them. They were, yeah. they were amazing. But, uh, hey, Morgan Unleashed, next one, as long as Joe doesn't go out of town, exactly, I'm going to San Diego tomorrow. I'm actually in town. You're leaving town. But I'll be back on Tuesday, and we've got uh, two or three lined up coming up next we week. we got an astronomer nerd. We've we got um, another computer nerd, hopefully. We do have a computer nerd. But I also have um, an ex, uh, got Casey Stuttered. Casey who, Stuttered. You know Casey? Yeah. Yeah. He uh, He's on the radio with me. And uh, a couple uh, UT and former NFL players coming in. But thank you very much for coming in. It's always a pleasure. I'm, I'm glad I made a new friend. And uh, I will definitely put you and Will together. Cheers, guys. Thank you all. All right, thanks. Morty Unleashed, where helicopters and astrophysics collide.